Welcome to the CMB Fantasy Football League Podcast. Welcome into the CMB Fantasy Football League Podcast. We are back this week, and I am joined again by James from the Almond Brothers. James, are you there? Yes, I am. I'm here with a special little lady. Can you say hi, LMA? Oh, there it is. She not? Did she say something? Yeah, she say it loud. Say hi, Zach. Did you get her that time? No, I don't hear it at all. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I don't hear know it. why you can't hear. Yeah, I don't know. Well, she's here. She's playing okay. Legos in my office. Okay, uh, James. Sometimes. How did it go for you for uh, week four? Well, week four for us went about as good as it can go. Yes. Uh, yeah. We had we had some big big numbers put up consistently across our team, and it was just like Cam. I don't know what happened. Uh, his team just forgot to show up, I think, for the most part. But uh, it was a great week for us. Yeah, looking back at y'all's matchup, uh, Hertz went off, Jefferson. I mean, everybody had a great week. The The shining moment there for uh, Cam was Derrick Henry looked good, as did the oh, Titans. Man. The Titans looked awesome, didn't they? So good. Yeah, I was worried. When Derrick Henry, we had a big lead by that point already. But every time Derrick Henry touched the ball, I was like, oh, great, a touchdown. That's good. He needs that. He should throw that one. Why not? Okay, go for it. Yeah. Uh yeah, the Titans game was a lot of fun. So yeah, you guys won one 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 hundred and eighty eight point seventy five to one thirty five point two five. Uh the other matchup that I paid attention to and uh didn't really get my attention until Monday night was um Rish and and uh Jake, the number one and number two matchup there. And uh did you watch any of that game, James? I did not. I had a Crazy weekend. I wasn't able to keep up with the other games going on. Well, I tuned in, and um, the Seattle defense was just sacking Daniel Jones. Like, I mean, it just seemed like almost every play, every other play, they were sacking him. So oh, I, took yeah. out, I took out my phone, and uh, I was like, who has Seattle's defense? You know, I didn't think anybody would have started him. Um, and I looked, and it was Rish. Rish had their defense, and Rish is joining us right now. Rish, are you there? Hello, can you guys hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Rish, uh, tell us a little bit really quick about uh, the matchup with you and Jake this week, what took place. Um, yeah, I'm just going to leave it leave it to you. Well, you guys know me. Always humble. I always like to come to these very grounded. You know, I just uh, I don't like to get on and brag or, you know, talk about how great my team's been doing. That's just not me. That's just yeah. not – how I like to represent myself, you know? Um, yes. But uh, it being Halloween, I actually have to share that this is actually a very spooky segment. Do you realize we are going to talk about the ghosts of Sandifer Pass? There is a history between Ooh. me and Jake okay. uh, that a lot of people don't know about. And if you start digging in some history books, it all started in 2007. And that was when the looming... Uh, I like to call it curse happened, where I have been unable to to, uh, to to beat Jake in fantasy football since 2007. Are you serious? Uh, yes. Wow. So wow. yeah, it's it, it, it's pretty scary. Uh, just in time for Halloween, but uh, it was 2007. I drafted Tom Brady, and it looked like I would not lose the game of fantasy football all year. I, in my true fashion, spoke. Uh, a lot of trash. Let's just say I was up a ton of points, and Jake, pretty much like his percentage of winning was like one, like negative one percent. Like he did not stand a chance. 
Tom Brady went off. Uh, he, you know, that's when they picked up uh, Randy Moss, and I was talking ridiculous about the smack. And the craziest thing happened. Somehow, I guess Brett Favre and Greg Jennings had learned of this. Uh, Jake, not even thinking he had a chance, Monday Night Football, somehow they made the most miraculous comeback. Uh, and the stats at the very last second, Jake beat me Monday Night Football at the oh, very end wow. of the fourth quarter. So this is actually a curse broken since 2007, and that is why I am afraid to talk smack because I never want this curse to happen ever again. Wow. But yes. But that being said, what do you have to say to Jake? Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I humbly and gratefully appreciate this this victory. <laughs> oh, never oh, come about on. Jake oh. on the podcast again. I'm terrified. I will oh. talk smack about anyone. Oh, but I will never I talk it. smack about Jake again because I truly believe a curse happened in 2007. Wow. Well, I've added some spooky music, you know, during that whole thing that you said there. So um, I, I was kind of hoping you would add a, a little segment yeah. to that because it's well needed. Yes. I, I feel like you need to change it back to the Risher Rainmakers, you know. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to lie. I, it, a lot of the things, I, I, it's been trying to overcome that curse of Jake. I mean, it, is, it has been a looming uh, thing for many, many years. Uh, I've never been able to defeat him. So I feel <laughs> like overcoming that, maybe that was the hurdle I needed to, to take. Yeah, maybe you need to change the name back and, and you know, just make it rain. So um, Maybe so. Maybe yeah, so. Like, like big country. Hey, Rish, did you know, like, did you just wake up and you're like, what? I won? Oh, I mean, oh no, 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 no. Nothing like that. Nothing like that. I, I mean, I, you know, I, uh, but I, I will tell you, I, 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 I turned into the game because I like watching football. I was like, wait yeah. a minute. I, I'm like, hold on. There, there's some, I started, you know, calculating in my head. And I was like, hold on a second. And that's when I actually pulled up Yahoo Fantasy. I was like, okay. At that point, I had like a 20% chance. Yeah. It's a dangerous really, game to play. Maybe, maybe <laughs> yeah. So, so it, yeah, I, I, did, I still didn't think I was going to win. I thought it was going to make it interesting. But winning in the end, I still did not celebrate or say anything just because I was afraid of stat corrections. Oh, yeah. Yes, I said it. That's true. Are we, I, well, I the original projection. I, I, are we past stat corrections? I, I, I guess we are today. We are, yes. yeah, today. Yeah. But I will tell you, I 100% expected to have a stack. I, I just, I, I, I truly believe in my head that since 2007, I really thought I would never beat Jake ever again. <laughs> and it would be a three-point stack correction. That would be like one of the biggest stack corrections to ever overthrow. I, I, I really believed it was going to happen, guys. I'm not kidding. Like, I, in my heart, said, I'm never going to beat Jake. I'm just going to accept it. I, I, I earned this. I put it on myself. Um, whenever, you know. I talked to because I, mean, I I I was like lighting up. I, I was just like you know, but never again. Wow. Well, well you realize it was a one seventy five to one fifty was the original projections. Yes. He was he was picked to beat you, projected by twenty five points to beat you. And both of our teams were absolutely miserable. I mean, we like we both deserved that loss uh, from the media. I mean, we we both <laughs> were terrible, terrible. Yeah, but our defenses, man, good grief of all things, you know. And I and there was a point where I was like, you know, maybe I should put the Titans in. I think they, you know, they might do good with you know Burrow's injury. But then I was like, well, hold on, Jones and offensive line are miserable. Maybe they'll get some sacks. I had no idea that many though. No wow. idea. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Uh, just so you know, the only two people in the entire league for league pick'em that picked you to win, um, let me see here, was Jordan Pace and uh-huh. Jeff Gall. Don't stop believing. Everybody else, Kim's crew. 
So, well, those, those two are my two favorite teams right now. I appreciate them greatly. <laughs> They're right. obviously great at pickups. Rish, I appreciate you uh, jumping in really quick, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye, guys. And again, glad I could come on here so humbly and get yes. this victory. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. yes. May, okay. may that bless you for years to come. <laughs> <laughs> blessings, Mr. Standifer. Blessings. Thank you. Oh, my word. All right. Okay. All right. Thanks. That was Rich. Uh, I, wish, I miss Rich talking trash, though. I do, too. Yeah, we need to change his name. Maybe we can just do that, override it in the commissioner thing there. I like uh, it. Yeah. Anyways, we are moving on. And my kids just came in. Hold on one second. Hey. You want to say hi on the podcast really quick? Hello. Can you hear that? Uh, I heard Wyatt, yeah. I don't yeah. know why I'll make it speak up. Well, yeah, I have no idea. All right. And uh, let's go ahead and just move on to the, the next uh, segment that we have here since we have them waiting right here. And this is going to be our call of the week. It's time for the call of the week. All right. We are joined by the Big Orange Bullies, Chase and Carver, who are currently – just ahead of Risher in first place. Chase and Carver, you guys there? Yeah, I've got you. Chase? How y'all doing? Chase there? We'll see if he can unmute here in a second. We're doing good, Carver. How are you doing? Doing well. Getting uh, you know, getting excited for the Braves yeah, on what's Saturday. Your... And, uh, of course, our CMB team is looking good. So uh, things are going really well for us. Yes. What is uh, your prediction for the matchup with the, the Phillies? Oh, uh, the the boys are going to be out for blood. So I, I'm going to say uh, I'm going to say we take it in uh, three, uh, four games. I wow. say we sweep them. Okay, all right. Now Ooh, sweep, sweep. Very I nice. mean, go big or go 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 big or go home, man. I mean, yeah, they're going right. to be fired. They're going to be fired up. I mean, you, you come into Air House, you come into Truist, and uh, uh, try to mess with Acuna and Olson and all those guys. I mean, they're they know what they're getting into. That's true. Carver, so you guys are in first place. What would you attribute that to? Do you think it's because Chase was there with you this year? or? Uh... Oh, yeah, I think so. I, I think so. I mean, in, in, in years past, I've been tempted to have some panic picks, and I've, I've been tempted to wait uh, a few rounds late on IDPs, miss out on the run. And this year, that was one thing that Chase really stressed was IDPs, and of course, just 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 going with your gut, not not really panicking, not overthinking it. So I think uh, I think he was a big help at the draft this year. But I mean, I just think we've got a solid team. I mean, we we stuck to all the stuff that we had studied in the summer and all the mock drafts we did, and just it seems like it's paying off so far. So we'll just hopefully keep it going. Yeah, let's uh, talk a little bit about the uh, the draft for you guys. Um, what was your strategy going into pick number eight? Why did you pick that selection spot? And then as the draft unfolded, were you just taking who was best available or did you kind of have a thought that you really wanted Diggs at that spot? And Chase, if you can hear us at any point, you're welcome to speak up. Can you all not hear me now? Oh, yeah, we can hear you now. Yeah. There he is. Okay. There he is. There we go. Yeah, I don't know what was going on. No, that's okay. Um, all yeah, right, what was the question? Why yes. did we pick eight? I think yeah. that was the best spot we could take at. It was like eight, nine, ten was all that was left. So, oh, wow. Yeah. You know, just what? roll so, with eight. Don't overthink it. 
yeah, don't pick the, five when you had the first selection, you know? Don't <laughs> yeah. do stuff like that. <laughs> Shots fired, Ed Jake. There you go. <laughs> you know, were you guys wanting digs the whole time, or were you just he was there when you, you drafted, so you thought, why not? So what was the thought process picking there? I think Diggs was the guy that every mock draft I was doing, he was always the guy that was standing out, always the guy that was, like, popping up as, I guess, the safest pick there. Uh, we almost we almost went with Kelsey, but I, I think Chase said it best on draft night. I mean, it's just so hard to build around the tight end. And, and then I know Jake um, had mocked us to take Bijan, and we just – we were just kind of, we were kind of weary of B. John. We we didn't know like how he was gonna, how he was going to uh, fit into that offense. So we felt like Stefan was probably the probably the safest pick. Yeah. To be Chase, honest. Chase, what were your thoughts on it? Well, I think Bijan even went before we could get him, but I would yeah. I would love to have Bijan Robinson right now. He's been killing it. Um, yeah, Diggs right there. I think Cup fell, you know, and kind of glad we steered away from that because. I thought, ah, he'll be back soon. That could be a really good player. But Carver had really had his eyes on Diggs the whole time, so I just trusted him. And we uh, we rolled with that, and he's a solid, you know, at least 20 points every game. Yeah. You guys got a A-plus from Yahoo. Jake gave you guys a B-plus and said that you guys were solid at all positions. Um, and then keeper-wise mentioned that you might be wanting to keep Kyler Murray. Is that the plan, or is there somebody else that you guys are kind of – leaning towards keeping right now. I think it's too early yeah. to think about that. Yeah, I'm with Carver. I have no idea right now on who we would keep, but probably you get more value if you take one of them later round guys that, you know, can have a good year for you. Yeah. What was your thoughts on the uh, the ice bucket there by Jordan Iwanis at the draft? I mean, if I wanted to hear a sermon, I would just go to church. But... <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <That> was... <laughs> Boom. Roasted. James, you got a question I for echo, him? I have to echo what uh, other guys have said about the mask. I mean, I feel like the mask was kind of a kind of a cop out. I mean, is that going to set a precedence going forward? To is that is that going to lessen the the punishment, the 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 importance of the ice bucket? If you're just going to wear a mask every time and just I'm telling you, next time I got an ice bucket, I'm bringing an umbrella. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just keep that keep that umbrella up. You know, much much like his Philadelphia Phillies, it was built up all this hype, and it's going to end with a whimper, like his ice bucket. It's like I predicted. He's he's going. He's good. Isaiah forty thirty one is going down this week in fantasy, and then Jordan is going to have to brace himself for that sweep that I predicted earlier. I mean, he's going to get it from both. He's going to get it from all sides in football and baseball this week. So he better just prepare. So good. Deal. Hey, I got a question for you guys. What's Big up? Orange Bullies in first place. Is this run going to last as long as Vandy did in first place in the East? Just curious. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Ooh. First well, place you know, in the East for Vandy. That's a good one. Yeah, remember the first two weeks of the season, right? They were first place in the yeah, East. Yeah, yeah. Hawaii and Alabama A&M. Some, some real powers, right, Carver? <laughs> I mean, so, so you're saying the Big Orange Bully run is going to go longer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's yeah. one of the – that's one of the benefits you get from playing Hawaii is you get uh, you get a like a extra win based Barely. on everybody else for a while and then um, and then you just come back down to reality when SEC play starts. So I don't uh, know, Carver. But, who's your who's your Hawaii in the CMB league? My Hawaii in the CMB yeah, league. Who's your Hawaii? 
Because when you think of Hawaii, you think of that team that is just different from everybody else. So I would say, I guess Tecmo. Right. I mean, because those guys, I mean, they they just have that they have their own different strategy, and I mean that with all the respect in the world. I mean, they have all this that they just do it differently than what than I feel like what everybody else does. So. I think they would be my Hawaii for sure. I disavow. I, like I don't want to take any shots against any other golfs. I said I mean it with all due respect. I yeah. already, uh, already threw Jordan under the bus. That's that's my one. Uh, that's my one shots fired just because he's a just because he's our opponent this week. Right. Yeah, I was about to get to that. So your matchup this week is with Jordan Alwanis, and uh, you guys are fifty four percent favorites right now going into the matchup. Uh, do you guys feel like this is a lock for you all or? Uh, Chase, I'll let you go first. Um, yeah, I'm going to call it a lock. I'll go ahead and do that. Oh, wow. All right. You know, we're, we're rolling really well right now. We haven't had that bad week. Sure, it could come at any time. But, you know, I think we've built a solid base. And I think Carver may have said it earlier when I wasn't on. What's really changed this year is our IDPs, where we went from used to getting maybe like five points in IDP and just, you know, really having to rely on those offensive guys. But this year we're getting double digits from almost everybody. So we've got a couple of them on by this week, but we feel like we've gotten some pretty good people to fill those gaps this week. So, yeah, you guys have the top two IDPs um, in all of all the players of IDP, whether it's, you know, any position and uh, Zaire Franklin for the uh, Indianapolis is the number one overall point score with 71.75. And then Quay Walker for green Bay, number two at 61.25. Um, and then you guys also have, I mean, let's see here. You got three, four players in the top 15, 12 of all IDPs right now. So you guys, yeah, it's it was a totally different approach this year. We've never valued them. Yeah, and I think Jordan started the run, but we were right there about to, um, you know, and he started it for us, and we were able to get some of those guys up at the top that we really wanted, and it's paid off for us. Yeah, looking at your team, you started immediately. Your first IDP was uh, Franklin in round ten. After that, you took Quay Walker and number fourteen or round fourteen. And then Antoine Walker in 15. Uh, so you guys just – you didn't miss in your top three IDP picks is what has happened Well, here. I think we took Bolton even oh, earlier. Oh, yeah. And I see. I'm sorry. He yeah, kind of yeah. has been a miss so far, but he's been injured. But, you know, if he comes back, that that could just make us even stronger. So. Right. Yeah, yeah. I see Bolton there now. Yeah, so you guys started number nine. All right. Well, uh, guys, thanks for joining us. Uh, anything you want to shout out to the league you want via trade? I mean, probably don't since you're in first place, but – Here's your opportunity if you need something. And anybody's anybody's free to send us any offers, but you know, yeah. right now there's nothing we're aggressively pursuing. So exactly, exactly. All right. Guys, thanks. thank you guys. Thank yeah, you thanks guys for having us on. Yeah, thanks for joining yeah. us and uh, good luck this week. All right, go Braves. See you, right. fellas. Thank you. Chop, Chop on. on. Chop on. Good call. Good call. Good call. All right, let's uh, James. Let's go ahead and hit our All Pro team. For week number four, do you have any idea who you think the number one quarterback was for week number four? The number one quarterback for week number four. Number four. 
It is. Can it please not, be Jalen Hurts? It is not. It is Josh <laughs> Allen. 43 oh, points. No. 43.70 points um, for strong side was your number one quarter or number one quarterback. Your top three wide receivers were AJ Brown for the East Coast Wombats, Diggs for the Big Orange Bullies, who we just talked to, and Nico Collins for strong side. Um, wow. So, yeah. So your your top three right there. Um, after that, your top two running backs, Christian McCaffrey for Isaiah 4031, has been a stud, 48.70 points. He had four touchdowns, could have had more. Um, just unbelievable. 20 attempts, 106 uh, rushing yards, three touchdowns, seven receptions for 71 yards and a touchdown. I mean, that get too much better than that. Surprisingly, your number two uh, running back is David Montgomery for Greg Cove at 34.10 points. So I know Greg was uh, excited about that. Maybe a little bit shocked by that, I would say. Cole Komet was your top tight end for the West Coast Wombats, 27.60 points. Uh, your top kicker this week, was Jake Elliott for Philly for the East Coast Wombats, 19.80 points in your top defense. Uh, we just talked about it, was the uh, Seattle Seahawks with 34 points. They had 11 sacks, two interceptions, fumble recovery, and a touchdown, um, plus some fourth down stops. Just barely overtaking Kemp's Crew's uh, Dallas defense. Crazy. 33 And they points. faced each other. They, and they faced, faced each other. other. I know, it's unbelievable. Um, your top IDPs, Khalil Mack, who is still in free agency. Uh, for the Chargers, uh, he had he had ten. Listen to this line: he had ten tackles, six sacks, five tackles for a loss, two forced fumbles, and a pass deflection, giving him forty-two points. Forty-two points, and this guy, How's... he was in free agency. Nobody picked him up. Nobody had him, and he's still out there. Um, I'm telling you, I'm surprised Tecmo hadn't got him on there yet. They're Tecmo. usually fast with that. <laughs> his his fantasy point output. Through four weeks, week one, 2.5, week two, 7.5, week three, 1.25, and you know, week four, 42 points. Unbelievable. So, uh, crazy. Anyways, followed by Harrison Smith of the Almond Brothers for you guys, 28.50 points. That guy had 14 tackles and three sacks. I mean, that big, big time. Fantastic for you guys. Nicholas Morrow, pacing your face, 28.25, uh, 11 tackles and three sacks. I'm sorry. Yeah, three sacks. Wow, that's impressive. Okay. All right, and then moving on, your top uh, DB positions with Devin Witherspoon for Seattle, your worst nightmare, 27.75. And Deron Bland for Dallas, the cornerback, for your your worst nightmare again for 23 points. So uh, quite a good week there all around, I would say, point-wise. Our median score last week was 170.95. So – that kind of seems like that's going to be about the norm, don't you think, James? Like that's three weeks <clears throat> in a row there. We've we've touched well, around 170. Besides the first this week, week 157.5. This week we dropped back down to 153. Yeah. And you got to consider bye weeks are here now. So that's yeah, a good, that's, that's a good point. We've got bye weeks are here. So, you know, friendly reminder. I know we sent it out earlier on text, but be sure that you guys have uh full lineup, no blank spots, no injured players. Um, Unless you're playing the Allman nope. Brothers, then just forget it. <laughs> yeah, no, no bye week players. So, uh, what's great about the bye weeks is it forces the the free agent pool to get a little bit more talent, in my opinion. So, um, so, anyways, that was it for our All Pro team for uh, week number four. And then uh, quickly, we'll go over the Fab for our Show Me the Money. Show me the money.
we had just a few competing offers, and they were actually really good. Uh, West Coast Wombats came out to play uh, free agent-wise here. They got Michael Wilson, the uh, rookie wide receiver for Arizona, for 19 fab. Your competing bids were your worst nightmare for 16, Golden Eagle Football Club for 15, and Kim's Crew for five. So that was a it's – like, It's like Jake did he want to play. It's like Jake, yeah. And so, uh, anyways, that was a nice bid, winning by just three. You feel good about that. And then they moved on to Joshua Dobbs, uh, Tennessee Volunteer mm-hmm. alum there, and for 20 fab, beating out your worst nightmare by for 16 uh, or their or their bid was uh, sixteen, so they beat him out by four, and then Tech yeah. in a bid for eight as well. Dobbs has been doing well as of late. I had no idea. I had to look it up. He scored twenty eight point five points last week. Uh, the week before nineteen point ninety five, and the week before twenty eight point five. Dude deserves to be a starter somewhere, surely. Um, oh yeah. Well, he's going to run the ball. I mean, he's a dual threat, so you're going to get those yards added up on the runs and things like that too with him. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, so West Coast getting two of the, the top guys this week. They came out to spend some money. Then you got big orange bullies getting Cameron Bynum for Minnesota, uh, safety. I think he actually plays cornerback. We've had him before. They got him for six. Tecmo put in a bid for four and we just put in a, a bid for zero for a bunch of safeties, uh, just to get one of them. But, uh, Bynum has been good, really putting up some good tackle numbers and, um, with the big orange bullies getting them, if he keeps it up, I mean, it's only going to bolster their already great IDP group that they have. So um, that was our fab offers. James, let's talk really quick about this. Um, I know that you've mentioned it before on the, the podcast, but substitutions, I guess how we would officially propose this is, is, um, and this is going to be just for injury, right? Is that what we're thinking? I think I think injury, yeah. Or like uh, one one example that got brought up again this year was actually against us uh, when we played strong side, and there was a player who was questionable, and they didn't release any information till he didn't show up at game time, and there was no chance to go in and sub him out, and it was situations like that, or if there's a first first half injury that totally just wrecks your whole week. If we're really managing teams and we have a player that we can fill that with, then I think that should be something available. Right. So I think that the way that we would do this in the future, if we, if everybody wanted to do it, um, I just think that there's such an emphasis being put on concussions now um, that it's your player could go out easily, you know, like the, oh, yeah. it's just happening a lot. Um, for example. So if you had a player who gets knocked out of the game, you could substitute him if he has not played in the second half. So it would have to be before the first half of a football mm-hmm. game. You'd be able to sub somebody out due to injury. Um, I well, think you that... talk about – Go ahead. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, you talk about the free agency pool getting a little better with bye weeks. This would be something that you mentioned to me the other day, talking about the free agency pool that would kind of open up some of the trading and move people around because if the potential – if you have somebody go out, and then you don't have anybody playing later than them. You have to go draft somebody. You have to go pick somebody out of free agency and drop somebody. Right. Yeah. So the thought was at first, like, is the person that you have to, you could go both ways here, like you were saying. So the player has to be injured before the first half. And does that player that you're substituting in, do they have to already be on your bench or can you pick them up? 
at a free agency. And we kind of went back and forth about it. But what we were thinking was if you pick somebody up, if we are, if you are allowed to pick them up out of free agency, then that could bolster the talent pool uh, by forcing you to make a move of something that you weren't really expecting. It's just a matter of how bad do you want to win that week? You know? Yeah. Um, so if you wanted to, you're like, man, I didn't really want to drop this player, but I do want to win. So I'm going to pick up this, you know, this tight end that's playing on Monday night football or Sunday night football, or maybe the three fifteen games or something like that. So um, I think it's something that's worth discussing um, and worth uh, exploring at least just kind of how we're doing keepers. If it turned out to be a total disaster, you know, we would scrap it. Um, but I think with such an emphasis on, on concussions and just injuries in general, I think that having substitutions would be something that could be beneficial and fun. And it would, it would honestly, it would reward the people that are, you know, paying attention. You know, if you're watching the games and stuff, I know you mentioned that to me, James, like if you're, you got to be paying attention for this to even be oh, yeah. an option for you. So um, anyways, any other thoughts on, on the substitutions rule? Uh, I think it'd be great as, as we sit here and think about it. And I think about the history of mine and Blake's team, um, it would probably hurt us as far as paying attention to the roster day of with, on Sundays watching. But uh, I think in the long run, I think it could really be a great a great addition to the league. With you guys maybe not paying attention as much, you still get notifications on your app, the Yahoo app, yeah. and it tells you if somebody's moved to questionable, stuff like that. Um, I think that as soon as a player as, is marked as questionable, that they would be eligible, obviously – that's something else that we could explore down the road. But anyways, just something for you guys to be thinking about. Easier for us to say it on here than to type it out. James, let's go ahead and move on to the picks of the week. Picks of the week. All right, your guy, Blake, co-manager, still in first. Uh, gained another point. So he is two ahead of everybody else in the league. Blake has 20 points. Followed by uh, Greg and myself, we are tied at second for 18. Jake, uh, Suggs, Cameron, Jordan Iwana's in pace, Matt Collins, Reed, Carver, Jeff, Kevin White. And uh, so that goes down the list right there. This week right now, we already have, let's see, we got 12 people already putting in there that have locked in their matchups. Um, James, let's go ahead and start here. We'll go ahead and start uh, with pace in your face versus the your worst nightmare. Um, Kevin is heavily favored here to win. Yeah, seventy percent. Um, who who are you picking in this matchup? Yeah, that is a that is a big big number there at seventy percent. And, and Kevin hasn't um, won yet. He is zero and eight. No, yeah, and I, he doesn't have a bad team. I don't know. It seems like he's just been a little snake bit maybe this season, but. I think this week Kevin's going to pull it out. I think he'll. I think he'll do it. I think he'll get on the winning board. Yeah, it's tough to to pick against uh, Kevin on this one. Um, but man, looking at if if Justin Fields can put it together tonight, that is the thing. I know. <clears throat> I mean, he could really he could really do some damage. He did last week. If he can keep this going for Pace, um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Pace win it. Um, but man, that that might be the biggest. We will we will see if that's the biggest uh, underdog right there. Pace this week. Let's move on to the Almond Brothers versus Kemp's crew. James, you guys are favored fifty-seven to forty-three percent on this one. You guys picking yourselves? 
Yeah, oh yeah, it's going to be close, but we got to ride with it. We have this little bit of pay me back, you know, A plus rating on Yahoo for our draft. What was like a C from from Jake and all his knowledge. Um, but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to us. And what's interesting is we have San Francisco versus Dallas defense matchup, so that's gonna be a game to watch for sure for us. Uh, see how that goes. Uh, but I'm gonna take us over this one. I'm gonna pick you guys as well. I think I picked against you last week. Um, the only guy that James or that Jake really has on by is the Jerome Ford guy. Um, and just a couple question marks, you know, with at, well, we'll see what happens if Cooper cup comes back. I hope Cooper cup takes his time by the way. Um, yeah. I think that guy needs to stay, you know, just relax and, and, mm-hmm. you know, take the season off. That'd be great. Uh, yeah, he deserves it. He deserves it. He does. He does. Great guy. Anyways, uh, let's move on to strong side and Greg Co. Strong side is favored 62% to Greg Co's 38%. Who you got on this one, James? I'm going to go strong side again. Got an even matchup here on their records for the season, uh, but I'm going to take that strong side victory. Yeah, I'm going to strong side as well, Jane or, uh, Greg has quite a few guys on on by here uh, this week, so I'm going to give it to uh, Strong Side. Moving on to the West Coast Wombats versus the Golden Eagle Football Club, we have got Cameron, who is favored by 61 percent to 39 percent for uh, Matt and Courtney. Who you got? I'm going to go Cameron. Bye weeks are here, man. It's, yes. I'm going to take Cameron. Man, West Coast Wombats have just been dealing with it. Um, they have so many injuries; it's unbelievable. Uh, but they did get Dobbs. They haven't put Dobbs in their lineup right now. They've got Tannehill going up against Indy, and I wonder if that's going to stay that way. Same with Michael Wilson, who they just picked up as well. Um, so I'm curious uh, as to if this will change right now. Given how it is, I'm going to go with Cameron. Um, but I would be interested to see if they're going to maybe change some things around. Moving on to, you know, the more I look at their team, I, I, I think I'm going to go with the West Coast Wombats here. Okay. Before okay. We move. I think I'm gonna go the yeah West Coast Wombats. Um, let me, let me make sure that's saved. Okay. Yeah, save that. Save right, that we got that. it. We got it. Okay. Uh, moving on to the East Coast Wombats versus the Tecmo Power Runners. Uh, Tecmo is favored by fifty-five to forty-five percent. James, who you got? Uh, give me Tecmo. Tecmo. All right. I'm going to go with yep. Tecmo as well. Uh, East Coast still has not filled out the rest of their roster. Um, let's go with uh, Isaiah forty thirty one versus Big Orange Bullies. We kind of touched on this already. Who you got on this one? You know, Carver sounding confident. I'm going to back the boys. Double That's C right. on this one, Carver. That's Chase. right. Yep. And uh, we are about to run out of time here, and I don't want to start a new Zoom. Who you got for H and F Industries versus Donut Stop Believing? I'm going to go you guys, but don't sleep on Rish. That's right. You can make up big ground. Thanks to Rish. Thanks to Big Orange Bullies for joining us, James. Thank you, LMA, everybody else that made an appearance. Good luck this week, and we'll see you guys next time. All right. Take care. Out. I mean, if I wanted to hear a sermon, I would just go to church. But... <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir.